You're listening to Idaho Sports Talk with Predator in the Ball Game on Sports Radio 953 FM and 1350 AM. The ticket. All right, Post Malone, thank you once again for donning Idaho Sports Talk with your musical, music-loving, producing presence. I'm Johnny Ballgame. I got Prater by my side here. Ropaint.com studio. Let's do this. Live from Las Vegas. BJ, you at the Thomas and Mac? Or are you at the or are you at Circa by the pool? We're, we're trying to live through you right now, partner. Where are you at? What you doing? I'm in the middle. I left the... the uh... Thomas and Mac, and I'm heading back to the hotel, so right in between. Okay, I'm starting you off here. Okay, we just got done talking about this. What do you think would be a, a bigger, better story in this community? This basketball team at Boise State going to the Sweet 16 this year or the football team returning to the Fiesta Bowl a little later on in the year? What's bigger for you? Oh, man, I, I think you go for something that's never happened before. So I'd say, I'd say you take the Sweet 16. I think this program would... That could go do wonders for this program. They've never even won a game to begin with, zero and seven. So if they were able to go on a run, get to the Sweet Sixteen, I mean that's a that's a big deal. That's that's you know a couple weeks attention for the program. Uh, that's a, a huge thing that's never been done before. So I would I would have to lean to the Sweet Sixteen. I think that would be uh, amazing for the athletic department for the city of Boise. BJ, I totally agree with that, and I, I know it sounds kind of absurd, but it is the new factor. It is the shiny new toy factor, and the fact that Boise State's been to three Fiesta Bowls. I mean, we all saw the buzz and the excitement in the building the other night when Boise State won the regular season championship. And we've been there for big games with 12,000 people. It can get crazy. And people are saying that this isn't a basketball town, it's a football town. Well, no, it's an event town. It's not a sports town, it's an event town. And going to the Sweet 16 for the first time in school history would be a massive event that I think would create massive buzz in this town. BJ, I'm putting you in charge. Make it happen, bud. Well, I mean, let's just win one game. Can we start with that? I mean, that hasn't happened either uh, as we said 0 and 7 so i think even yeah. winning one game but yeah there's there's a big difference when you win on a friday than when you turn around and win again on sunday and get to stick around for the next weekend that's uh there's no doubt about it that's a huge deal and um yeah it'd be huge for this program but i think just winning tomorrow you know maybe just getting to the championship on saturday would be a start getting a, a six or seven seed in the tournament and then uh you know just winning that first game would be the first box to check off but you know if there's an upset or something or they get a favorable matchup and have a chance to win a second one and and I get to the final 16, I think that would be, uh, it'd obviously be historic, and I think it'd be awesome. BJ, is this the part in the show on our Bronco Nation news report, which, by the way, listeners, we're going to go ahead and say you're welcome in advance. We have BJ three times this week, today, Thursday, and Friday. So you're welcome for the three BJ week. Never had one of those. Um, but, but BJ, um, what are you going to say? When or are you going to tell me right now, BJ? I'm sorry, everybody's laughing at me in the studio right now. I'm an idiot. <laughs> BJ, what are you going to say when, or are you going to tell me that this is the toughest, most dangerous eight seed in the history of all tournaments? Boise State's opponent tomorrow, Nevada. I mean, they're an eight seed, so you would think Boise State should go in there and win. But I mean, you're playing the team that was picked third in the preseason. Uh, they had the preseason player of the year in, in Grant Sherfield. So, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of talent there. and um, I'm not trying to, you know, make excuses early if they lose, but uh, they're 3-7 and seven in the quarterfinal round of the tournament. They're 1-4 as the higher seed in the uh, quarterfinal round. 
And Leon was saying the other day, well, but if you go look, it's not that different than everybody else. Boise State's one and four. The rest of the top four seeds during that time are 30 and five. So, I mean, it, it, it's, there's not many other top seeds having problems getting through the quarterfinals. And for whatever reason, Boise State has. So you factor in the fact that, um, you know, again, 2015, the only time they were the better seed and actually won the game and got to the semifinals, you throw in the bad track record in the tournament with, um, you know, a dangerous team. When you see Cambridge and Sherfield, I, mean, I just think back to the Mountain West Tournament last year. In the 4-5 game, Desmond Cambridge had 31 points against Boise State. Grant Sherfield had 26 points against Boise State. Two guys, 57 points, and Boise State lost by seven and was done. And so I just see how easily that could happen again if those guys are, um, you know, on fire and hitting shots and playing like they can, and Boise State gets into a little foul trouble and falls behind and gets nervous, and they could be done. So, yeah, it's a very tough game for them. It's a scary game. It's not a typical – eight nine game where you where you go in there thinking that they just have to show up and they're going to win um do i think they're going to lose i'm not saying that i just think it's definitely is tougher than a normal first round quarterfinal game when you factor in their tournament struggles i think it's a, it's a pretty scary game for boise state no doubt bj reigns bronco nation news live from las vegas bj let's talk about marcus shaver between your reporting from vegas fantastic reporting and some citizen journalism at the Boise Airport, people taking pictures of him at the Boise Airport. <laughs> I love uh, that. It looks like he's a day late, but uh, no issues for tomorrow. Tell us what's going on with Marcus Shaver. Yeah, he was uh, under the weather is what I was told and uh, didn't travel with the team. I was actually told that he was extremely sick during the Colorado State game. He played during the Colorado State game while not feeling well at all. Um, stayed off his feet, rested for a couple days, still wasn't feeling great, so they decided to have him stay back in Boise for an extra day. Um, I asked Leon Rice about it, and he was kind of caught off guard that uh, that I knew about it and uh, didn't really want to answer the question much. But uh, I said, hey, there's pictures out there on social media like of him at the airport, so we know he's not here. Uh, you know, what's his status? And he did uh, come around to say that, uh, you know, things happen. Stuff doesn't always get out there. Guys aren't always 100% uh, when they play. But uh, he said that he had no concerns about him being available for tomorrow's game. So uh looks like he's coming down this evening and then uh, – you know, should be good to go tomorrow, but, uh, you know, obviously missed practice today, hasn't practiced in the last couple of days, and, and um, you know, it, it, maybe it may not be at 100%, but I think that's certainly a factor. Uh, you know, Marcus Shaver Jr. looks like he's going to play, but how effective can he be at, at less than 100% and without practicing in a few days? You know, we'll have to find out. One of the conditions of working at KTIK is we have to all buy into JP's conspiracy theories. He makes us do it every single day. So today we're wondering if uh, – Coach Alford mispronounced Boise State's four names on purpose. Little gamesmanship getting in their head. I mean, a shaver? Uh, I, I didn't understand. Shaver. The shaver. Shaver. We were debating earlier if he did it out of ignorance because he didn't know or if there was a little gamesmanship going on. You were there. What happened? Yeah, I actually asked the question when he uh, when he said that. So, uh, yeah, Leon hadn't heard that, and then we played the video for him. He thought that was kind of funny. Uh, Max Rice was, uh, you know, happy that he was the only player they pronounced correctly. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was interesting. I, you would think he knows. I know he knows it's Shaver. I mean, he said Shaver before, so they just played him last week. So that was a little odd and, uh, key job or whatever he called them. And, uh, yeah, that, you know, Armis, uh, yeah, I mean, he, uh, obviously, I don't know. I don't, that's very interesting. I know he wasn't thinking about them. He was thinking about winning this game first. But yeah, that was a little, a little odd. Um, but, uh, and then he had the jab about, uh, maybe Rice struggling early because his dad wasn't getting him good shots. So uh, he was having fun. He gave a lot of praise. He complimented them. He said Boise State was the best team in the league from start to finish all year long and said, oh, we're just hoping we can make them a little nervous, you know, tomorrow. And so he mostly was very complimentary of them. But, yeah, I thought that was a little odd. P.J. Reigns, Bronco Nation News, first of three appearances on Idaho Sports Talk this week. P.J., 
if they do lose tomorrow, okay, uh, what type of seed, what do you think that does affecting them for Selection Sunday? You've been covering college basketball a long time. What do you think the impact will be if they have a one-and-done in Vegas on their seed come Sunday? I would bet you they'd still be on the 8-9 line, maybe the 10, but I think they could still be a 9 seed. Um, you know, I think they probably need a winner game or two to, to try to get to the 7. I think there's a decent chance they're going to be on that 8-9 line. Um, and so, uh, I, I, you know, maybe they fall to a 10 if it's a horrible loss, but I, I would I would suspect they're, you know, with the way the Mountain West has been this year, that I think there's still a chance that they would be the on the on the 9 line going into the tournament. But certainly could help themselves if they win a couple games and, you know, Max, we asked Max Rice about that today. Somebody said, well, you're already in the tournament, so what, you know, what's the kind of motivation? What are you playing for this week? And Max said flat out, we're trying to improve our seed and get into a better spot for the tournament. We don't want to go in on a, on a losing streak. And, um, you know, multiple guys have talked about Colorado State, too. I mean, they'd have to get to the championship, and they're not looking ahead. But multiple guys, the last, last night when they arrived and then today, have mentioned the fact that Colorado State got them twice, and they would really love a third chance at them. And for that to happen, it would have to be in the championship game. And so – uh, I think that's a little motivation, too, that, um, you know, Max Rice said it. Yeah, the regular season's nice, but it's only happened four times where somebody's won the regular season and the tournament uh, in the Mountain West. And so I think that, uh, you know, Boise State does have some motivation going into this one. Abu Kijab, last time we saw him in Boise, put the team on his back and just willed this team to a regular season championship. The way he played that night, it seemed like he was on a mission and, and he wasn't going to lose. You've covered and spent more time with this guy than than anybody in the media does he seem different? Does he look different? Does he act different right now? Is is he got that focused, BJ? I think so. I mean, you know, he just does so much for this team too. He's the emotional leader. He's the, the on the court leader. I mean, guys, when you know, there, there was a game like two or three games after he arrived in Boise. He was redshirting. If you remember, he arrived like in December, midway through the season, then had to sit out obviously the rest of the season and part of the next season. Well, there was a game where they had a, a comeback or something. Like he had been there for like two weeks. And Leon Rice told me after the game, he goes, take a guess. Who do you think was the guy in the locker room firing at him up at halftime? And who was the guy that would, did more talking or more whatever to, to help us than anybody in that, you know, in that locker room than coach or player? And he said it was Abu Kijab. I mean, ever since the guy got here, he's just become a leader. He's been a guy that's you know, on the court, off the court. He says the right stuff, does the right things. And what he, you know, the, the ability he has to post guys up and he can score and get to the foul line but also be able to uh, – you know, pass out of that and find guys for threes and stuff. And even his three-point shot has gotten better uh, in, in recent games. And so he's becoming a threat from the outside, even though most of the season he, he's been, you know, not very good from three-point range. So, yeah, I think he, he understands this is his last go of it. Last year he got hurt on senior night. He did not get to play in the Mountain West tournament last year. He sat and watched uh, with a swing yeah. as uh, they lost to Nevada last year in the quarterfinals. and There was nothing he could do about it. So I think he is motivated. He's back. He transferred to Boise State, obviously, to, to be in this spot, to do something in this tournament and next week in the real tournament. And so I think, uh, you know, a big game from Abu Kijab these next couple of days wouldn't surprise me one bit. BJ, what do you think of the draw as far as time? I mean, are we just nitpicking on this? I mean, they play at noon, Boise State, Nevada tomorrow. That's noon, I believe, Pacific time, one mountain. Um, they're the first game of the day. You like it? Uh, I, the coaches and the player, the coaches do because they get their full warm up in. You know, if you're the uh, second game of a session, you you only get like 24 minutes to warm up. 
they usually have a, a normal warm-up that starts about an hour before tip-off. So if, when you're the first game of the day, you get to take your full normal warm-up. You don't have to worry about another game going on on the court. So I do know they like it from that standpoint. They don't have to worry about another game going long or waiting in the locker room for their game to start. They can just make their plans, have their you know set up, and, and they know when the game's going to start. I mean, the alternative is the number three seed plays at like 9.30 at night. Uh, and that's Pacific time. I mean, you're talking, I think the semifinal game Friday is 9 p.m. Pacific. So the second semifinal is going to start on, if it's on time, 10 p.m. in Boise. I mean, it's just crazy. Midnight Eastern. And so uh, they wanted to push these games late to get them on TV. And so uh, I guess playing at noon and then playing at, you know, six Pacific time is much better than some of these, uh, the fourth games of the day, which could be really, really late. Appreciate you, BJ. By the way, we had some people texting during this interview. They said they're driving to Vegas right now. They're streaming this show, Prater. Nice. Getting all pumped up. It's Brad from the bench. And he said they're driving straight to Circa to attend BJ's party tonight. Nice. Hey, they, it's going to be a lot of fun. And there's even talk that Jay Tuss may come to a live appearance uh, for a live shot tonight for the news. So it's going to be... Uh, the spot tonight for fans, so we'll try to uh, have some fun. Hey, BJ, buy uh, Brad a beer for me, okay? Put it on my on my salary tab. For, if he uh, shows up and he says he was the guy they were talking about, it's on me. Thanks, BJ. Appreciate you, man. We'll hey, let guys. you get back to it. We'll talk to you tomorrow, man. Thank you. Sounds good. Take care. That's BJ Rains on our Fat Guys Fresh Deli Hotline, Bronco Nation News, and uh, some fun stuff. Hell yeah, those stream in our app numbers, our streaming numbers are huge right now, Prater. Like, nice. It really is easy to catch the show on your phone. Like, there's really nothing to it. You know, uh, we have Amazon Alexa at our house, so it's just Alexa, you know, Alexa, play 95.3 the ticket, play KTIK the ticket, and it's easy peasy. Let's jump on some soapboxes, Seahawk fans. Okay, I'm over it. I had my day where I cried. I had my moment, the worst day maybe in team history, losing Russell and Bobby. But you know what? The Seahawks future, sure, this is something I can buy into. And I'm telling you why on my soapbox next, Prater in the ballgame.